The peace of our Lord be with you. As you will, no doubt, have noticed, in every liturgical year, there will be a handful of lectionary lessons which, once they have been read aloud in worship, raise such difficult questions that they then can't not be spoken to. One of which, needless to say, is this morning's gospel lesson, placing, as it does, on the lips of Jesus that harsh response to the urgent request from the Syrophoenician woman. Jesus, reportedly, responding to her plea for help with those words which are so impossible to fit into the life of Jesus. Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. As someone who lives at the same address where I live said to me earlier this week, that does not sound like Jesus. <laughs> and indeed, it does not. What it does sound like, though, is the situation of the congregation for whom the Gospel of Mark originally was written. Probably the church at Rome probably about a generation after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. By then, a once all Jewish congregation becoming increasingly Gentile. So, perhaps on their ears, this story of Jesus' slow response to, but eventual embrace of, his new Gentile friend, the Syrophoenician woman, was a reminder that even Jesus, himself a Jew, had some idea of what they were going through. While that may have been the way this story landed on their ears, on mine, it never fails to call to mind that handful of times in my life when my old theology has been reshaped by a new friend, not unlike the Syrophoenician woman who, as the story stands on the page, calls Jesus to think again. For example, I grew up in a church full of dear and good people. But people who taught me a kind of theology which limited the pastoral call of God to men only, a way of thinking which I grew up with 
and did not begin to part with until in our college years I met Marsha's best friend at Mercer, Karen Smith, an obviously called and gifted minister whose life required me to rethink what I had always been taught about who God can and cannot call to ministry. Theology chasing friendship. It happens that way sometimes. It happened again for me many years later as I sat by the bed of a dying man in a nursing home reflecting on the steadfast devotion of his life to the gospel and his tireless commitment to the church and on the fact that he happened to be a gay man, I had what was for me at that time a life-changing revelation that the only thing which differentiated the two of us from one another was a human difference, not a spiritual one. My theology catching up to our friendship. Pondering all of that this week took me back to a story my dad told me not long before he died about growing up in the 1920s and 30s with that form of Protestant fundamentalism which was so anti-Catholicism that it actually taught that Catholics were not Christians. That's unthinkable to us, but... My dad said that since that was all he had ever heard, that is what he believed. Then my dad said, I went off to fight in the war, Northern Africa, Sicily, and Italy. I was in a platoon full of Catholic boys, as he called them, from New York and Miami and such, he would say. I watched those Catholic boys pray to Jesus morning and night to make it back home. I even helped hold one of them in my arms as he died in battle. And as I watched him go to Jesus, I said to myself, what they told me back home is not true. Those Catholic boys more Christian than I'll ever be. Those Catholic boys were my daddy's Syrophoenician woman. Theology chasing friendship. It happens that way sometimes, doesn't it? Not unlike Jesus and the Syrophoenician woman in this morning's gospel lesson, we sometimes meet someone whose life causes us to think again, which should come to us as no surprise. After all, ours is an incarnational faith. When God sent that angel choir to those night shift shepherds outside Bethlehem all those years ago, it was to announce not the binding of a book, but the birthing of a baby, the Holy Spirit of God embodied in a human life. So, of course, 
it comes to us as no surprise that sometimes it is in persons that we see in person a little more of God than we have ever seen before of God. Sometimes, praise God, in ways which actually cause us to think again. Amen.